Hi, I am so excited as always to be back with you this week as we start our Building with God series. So I have invited on some very amazing, special, spirit-filled guests um, to talk about how they've built their business and their ministries and different things with the Lord. And I felt so, it just felt so fitting to start off this series um, by doing a Bible study on Exodus, where God literally gives Moses the vision for a tabernacle. It's where Moses has to trust him in building God's vision and plan out to the very end. So I'm going to break down a few scriptures with you guys today. Um, before we dive in, um, I just want you yeah, to just take a moment and just close your eyes, get still before the Lord. And I just pray that he speak to your heart on this episode. Yeah, begin to even ask him, what do you have for me in this episode, Lord? What do you want to speak to me? Invite him um, to speak to your heart about this episode, what he wants you to take away from it. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Sisters of Christ podcast. I'm Jeanette Bordeaux, your host. This is the podcast where you can come and have your faith stirred up and be encouraged by sisters like me and other amazing women that we have on the show who share advice and testimonies. Our hope is that you leave here more on fire for Jesus than you were before. Now get ready to be encouraged with today's episode. Okay, so today we're going to be starting from Exodus 25. So I, we are going to be reading the um, story of how Moses um, is leading the people of Israel, the Israelites who the Lord had used Moses to lead people out of slavery from the Egyptians, you know, the whole parting of the Red Sea, and now he's taking them to this place Um, where he wants to build a tabernacle so his presence can be among them. And also he's going to show the people the way they should live. So this is what's happening just for context. If you've never read, you know, the book of Exodus, that's what's going down. And so I think this is such a beautiful picture. um, All the scriptures we're about to read of how God wants to build with us. I think there's so much we can glean um, from the way that Moses and the Lord interact with each other and how God gives him the blueprint for the tabernacle, how God gives him this vision, how God gives him the how to conduct, you know, how people in his, who he's leadershiping over should conduct themselves. So that's really um, why I chose this passage. So I just want to give like that kind of bigger context before we get into the nitty gritty details. So Exodus 25, if you got a Bible with me, um, NIV or KJV, King James Version or New International Version is great, or any other version, whatever you have is good. So, all right, so Exodus 25, um, God gave Moses the vision. So let's read from Exodus 25. Um, so that I think this is really important because Uh, there's another verse in the Bible. It's like without vision, um, the people perish. And so when we're building, whether it's a business or ministry 
or even if something that the Lord has called you to do in the marketplace, right? Like you're working a job, um, wonder, like it's something that you're really passionate about and the Lord has called you to it. Or maybe if it's even assignment for now, like the getting the vision from the Lord of what and you're going to build in that season. So we all need a vision if we're going to be building something with God, right? But I think it's really important to mention that God gives us that vision, right? It's not a vision that we create in our own strength. It's a vision that is from the Lord. Because if we are going to build kingdom businesses, kingdom ministries, kingdom lives, we have to have a vision from the kingdom of heaven, right? Otherwise, we're building from a kingdom of flesh. And that is not um, God's will for our lives. So let's look at Exodus 25 on how God gives Moses this vision, right? for um, what he's having him build. Something that's really important is that when Moses receives this vision from God of how he's going to build this tabernacle, right? The place where God's presence will be held among his people. Okay, so let's read Exodus 25. The Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to bring me an offering. You are to receive offering for me from everyone whose heart prompts them to give. These are offerings you are to receive from them. Gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, scarlet yarn, and fine linen, goat hair, ram skins, dyed red, and another type of durable leather. Uh, Acacia wood? I'm so bad at pronouncing that. It's everywhere in the Bible. Um, olive oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, for the fragrant incense, and onyx stones, and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and breast piece. Then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I will show you. So he is basically saying, hey, you are going to call these people to give, right? Because God knew that Moses needed resources to build the thing that he was going to, this vision that he was going to have. So he's already knowing about the resources. He's telling him what sources, resources he need. And then he tells him, okay, this is what I want you to build, this tabernacle that I will show you. And then verses 25, 10, and it goes into verses 25, 26. I'm reading through my paper Bible, right? I'm just scrolling through 27, 28. He goes into specific detail about what the tabernacle should hold. We have the courtyard. We have um, the ephod, the oil for the lampstand, all these things that he mentioned earlier. He goes in specific detail. So God is specific in what he wants to create. Um, It's not that you're always going to receive a vision that is so clear like Moses did, but I think it's important that we realize how creative and how intentional God is when he builds something. He doesn't just do things out of, um, oh, you know what? I think it'd be good if there was a a lampstand. You know, these all represented things um, and were important and prophetic um, to, you know, what was coming in the future, even though we may not see that yet. So I think that's important is that when we're building something with God and he says, Hey, I want you to put this in there. Or hey, I think you I think you I think you should do this program, offer this service, or maybe we should start doing Bible studies on this night. That we need to understand that God's ways are so much higher and that He has eternity in mind with His building, right? 
we do not see what he sees. Um, We only see in part. So it's so important that we trust God in whatever he's asking us to build, whatever thing he's asking us to do in our ministry, whatever thing he's asking us to um, sow into in our job, right? Is that we be faithful to the vision that God gives us because we have an understanding that he is higher. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. His understanding is so much greater than our, you know, what we see in front of us are um, very limited understanding. So trusting God with that specific vision. And I think it'd be just good to read um, how specific God really gets. <laughs> like he's talking about um, in the oil for the lampstand in 2720, Exodus 2720, command the Israelites to bring you clear oil of pressed olives for the light so that the lamps may be kept burning in the tent of meeting outside the curtains that shields the Ark of the Covenant law. Aaron and his sons are to keep the lamps burning before the Lord from evening till morning. This is to be a lasting ordinance among the Israelites for the generations to come. So you see, he's like, I want this specific thing in this specific place. This is what I want it to do. This is how I want it to function. This is where I want it to be. And these are the people who I want to run it. So I think that's really important that what we can um, take away from this, right? And how we build things with God is asking him, what are the things that you want to be in um, this program or the service offering? So say he's already kind of, he's starting to give you that vision and it's like really seeking the Lord. Um, and that's really all we're talking about here is really seeking him in things instead of just like, oh, I got the vision. I'm going to run this way. So I just think it's important that we what we can take away from this relationship with God that Moses has is um, in this building of the tabernacle that he's partnering with Moses and he's giving him these things right he's showing him the people he's showing him the resources he's showing them the how so seeking the lord and what do you want to do in this program what do you want to do with this bible study what do you want to do in my job um who are the people that want you want to come alongside me or who are the people that you even want to run this who are the people that you want to um facilitate what you are asking of me right and god does it um so i think that's just a really good thing to point out is how specific god is with his vision and we might not always get that specificity right i don't want um anyone to be held back by oh i didn't get that you know specific thing from the lord so um i guess i'm not doing it you know really trusting god that as you step out in faith he will show you those specific things but knowing that we can seek him for that specific people for those specific things and we can be in prayer about that and really seeking his hand on it because he has a vision he knows right So now I want to jump into Exodus 34, the new stone tablets. The Lord said to Moses, chisel out two tablets like the first ones, and I will write on them the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. Be ready in the morning and then come up to Mount Sinai. Present yourself to me there on top of the mountain. No one is to come with you or be seen anywhere on the mountain. Not every, not even the flocks and herds may graze in front of the mountain. So... Moses follows the Lord and what he says. Um, so I think that's really important is like when the Lord asks you to do something, 
do it and be in like obedience. But I, the thing I wanted to point out here is that notice how I said the new stone tablet. So if you're familiar with the book, the book of Exodus, you know that Moses has already been to that mountain. Moses already wrote down the 10 commandments on the stone tablets. But what happened is when he came down the first time when he wrote them, people were worshiping a golden calf. And out of his anger, he broke this, he threw them on the ground and they, he broke the stone tablets. So the reason why I wanted to point this out is that uh, God gives second chances, right? And even when he's given you something um, to facilitate, even when he's giving you something to lead er, and carry out his plans and you mess it up, right? Like you in your anger or in your flesh or in any other emotion, he gives you a second chance. So it's not that the call um, that he has given you has run out. Um, so I just want to encourage you with that. Like he did it with Moses with the Ten Commandments, which were like the law. Um, pretty important, right? So um, he he's more than willing even now by through Jesus Christ and the grace we have through him that he will give you those second chance, uh, if not a third or fourth chance, right? But I think it's also important that we understand the severity of when God is calling us to do something because it's not just about us. It's about what he wants to do and fulfilling his will on earth. And that's why we're here. So another thing I want to point out is that these commandments, right? So God was giving Moses the way in which he should conduct the people, right? Obviously, this is in a way bigger sense of... um, how you live your life every single day but what we can glean from it and take away from it as builders with god as co-laborers with christ as co-partners with christ um, co-heirs is that god will give us the means or the direction and how we conduct people that he's given us to lead you know that assistant that you have the team the ministry team that you have um the co-workers you have maybe you lead someone under you at work like that those are people that the lord has given you amen praise god for that for people to help us and carry out the vision of god and he wants things done in a certain way. Obviously, like you have limitations at work and not being like, oh, it has to be done in a certain way. Like you always have those protocols. But if you are building something and it's your, you know, you're making the decisions, you're um, deciding what's going to be going on. You need that information from the Lord because this is a vision from God. He wants it carried out in a certain way. So again, it's all about seeking him first. Like, seek first and all these things will be added to you. Um, I think that's so important here. And I'll get into that a little later, but I think it's important to just realize like, okay, like we talked about first, okay, God, you want me to do this. You want me to offer this service in my business. Okay. Here's how you want me to do it. Here are the people. And then he's also going to give you the way to conduct it, right? Okay. You need to have quarterly meetings. You need to, um, you know, charge this much. You need to, um, uh, these are the employee processes you need to put in place. Like these are all things that God knows that you need. And he is the best businessman. He created business. <laughs> um, he created a commerce. It was his idea. So realizing that God gives us the way to con- the way we should conduct um, our businesses, our ministries. Um, this is so important when we are building something with the Lord. So 
That's the reason I really wanted to highlight Exodus 34. We're going to be jumping around in Exodus, so um, I just want to want to let you know, if you hear me flipping pages, yes, we're jumping around Exodus to highlight these specific points of the way we can build with God. So now that you know, okay, the Lord gives me the vision for what he wants me to create. He gives me the specifics. He gives me the people. And then he also gives me the way to conduct it, the standard operating procedures of how I should manage my business, my ministry, whatever that looks like. So I think we're going to go again. We're going to look at Moses and how he sought the Lord for these things, right? And that's in Exodus 24, 15. I'm sorry, Exodus 24, 12. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay here. And I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and commands I have written for their instruction. Then Moses set out with Joshua, his aide, and Moses went up on the mountain of God. He said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Aaron and her are with you and anyone involved in dispute can go to them. When Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days, the cloud covered the mountain, and on the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. Then Moses entered the cloud as he went on up the mountain, and he stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. So what we see from Moses is that he's entering into the presence of God before, you know, he, the Lord is speaking to him about the 10 commandments before the Lord is speaking to him about the tabernacle. This is right before verse 25 that we read earlier, where he starts to speak to him about the tabernacle and what's in the tabernacle. Moses goes into the presence of God, the presence of God, that cloud is representing of the presence of God. And that's where we get our vision from. That's where we get the programs, the offerings, um, the ideas, right? It's from in communion and fellowship and presence. That is how we need to operate with everything. And in prayer, right? So when we're in the presence of God, we're fellowshipping, we're communing with him, we're talking with him. And it's not just a one-time thing. I think a lot of times what we can Um, do is we seek the Lord in the beginning of our ministry and of our business to get the blueprint, right? We're like, oh, this is what you want me to create. But we need him. We need his presence and we need the fellowship throughout of our building. You know, it's not that we get the blueprint once and then we're like, thanks God, I'm going to run it from here. No, no, no. It's that continual fellowship, that continual going into his presence and seeking the Lord and from a place of fellowship, not always going with our list of questions, our list of, okay, I need this and that and this. It is just saying, hey, Jesus, I'm here to spend time with you and I want to seek you first. I want to be with you first. I want to know you first. I want to be refreshed in your presence first. And then we'll get to that other stuff later. Um, I think this is so beautiful. I'm in an intercessory prayer course at my church at Life Center in New York City. Shout out. Um, My pastor, Tammy White, she's amazing. She's leading it. And one of the things she said last night, we had a class last night, was um, you only grow, and I'm probably butchering the quote, but you only grow in the things of the Lord, like the prophetic and healing and you know all these other signs and wonders and miracles and stuff um but it 
if you know how much you're loved first. It has to be starting of a place of how much how much you know that you are loved first, that daughter, that you're a son, right? Like that love of God has to be where you start. And we need to be reminded daily. And that was just so beautiful when she said that. I was like, oh, that is so true. And we need it for the in the things that we build, right? This is the Lord's vision we're trying to carry out. And it's our like as co-labors with him, we want to carry out his perfect vision, not our perfect vision. So we need his presence. We need his love to anchor us in him, right? We need to be anchored in him to build anything that looks like and reflects him and brings him glory. So I just want to make that point. And we even see, again, Moses is our example here in this whole podcast. We see this in Exodus 33, 7 in the tent of meeting. Now Moses used to take a tent. So this is after he's gotten the vision, right? He, he's gotten the vision. He's gotten the tablets. He's gotten the commandments. Um, now, and he goes back to the Lord, right? He continues in the presence. Um, Exodus 33, 7. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent and of meeting outside the camp. I'm going to jump to 33, 11. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp come on that's it before he you know went and did any before he like went and build more he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna constantly go to this place right he had a specific place he went not that you need a specific place that you have to go into your house every time i love my prayer closet i recommend it but i don't it's not the only place i spend time with god i do it in the living room i do it in my room i let the lord encounter me where i'm at um so i think that's really important but there is an essential piece here is that the returning of this you know it says um in 33 8 and whenever moses went out to the tent all the people rose and stood at the entrance um, entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. That's it says whenever Moses went, whenever he went. So that means he went multiple times, right? It's whenever he went, and there wasn't like a specific time of day or a specific right time or specific, you know, whatever. Um, but I think there is a key here in this tenant meeting is that he was alone with God. That is the key because. We need that one-on-one face-to-face time with God. We need that one-on-one time. You know, we need that. We need to be refreshed with the Lord one-on-one because that's intimacy. It's just like with your partner, right, or your your spouse um, is that they want to build intimacy. It's that one-on-one time. It's the exact same thing with the Lord. It's that one-on-one time. You guys have heard me say this so many times. So you need one-on-one time in a secret place when no one's around just you and the Lord. Okay. That's my final on that. So now we know, okay, the vision and the specificity and the people and the communion and the presence of God is how we carry out what we're building with it, how we carry out his vision. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about carrying out his plans. So we're going to go to Exodus 35 to really see the carrying out of these plans, what that actually looks like, right? 
So 35, Exodus 35, 5. Moses said to the whole, I'm sorry, Exodus 35, 4. Moses said to the whole Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded. From what you have, take an offering for the Lord. Everyone who is willing to bring to the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen, goat hair, ram skins, dyed red, and another type of durable leathers, Akea, Akea wood, <laughs> y'all gotta forgive me, I don't know how to say that, Akea wood, olive oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense, and onyx stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and breast and breastplate. All who are skilled among you are to make everything the Lord has commanded. The tabernacle with its tent and its covering clasp, frames, crossbars, posts, and bases. The ark with its poles and the atonement cover and the curtain that shields it. The table with its poles and all its articles and the bread of the presence. The lampstand that is for light with its accessories, lamps, and oil for the light the altar of incense with its poles and he just continues right he gets he's telling them the vision that the lord gave him and let's go down to 35 20. then the whole israelite community withdrew from moses's presence and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the lord for the work of the tent of the meeting for all its service and for the sacred garments all who were willing, men and women alike, came and brought gold jewelry of all kinds, brooches, earrings, rings, and ornaments. They all presented their gold as a wave offering to the Lord. And it continues. It says like uh, more and more people, they brought you know fine linen and the goat hair. Every, everything that Moses asked for, these people had brought. And, it, and at the end of each one, it says, um, brought is as an offering to the Lord as an offering to the Lord, as an offering to the Lord. You'll see it in um, to also to, uh, Exodus 35, 24. And I think that's so important. One, let's, let's point out the keys in this verse, right? That I want to highlight is everyone. So in verse 35, 21, he says, everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work of the tent of the meeting. So asking God for, and finding people, finding the right people and asking the Lord, who has the same heart for what I am building, for what I am building in ministry, for what I'm building in business. I think that's so important because now see Moses and the Lord are, you know, Moses is partnering with the Lord, but now he's asking all these other people to sow into this vision from God, right? So when you're looking for people, because we all need people to fulfill these purposes and these visions and these big things that God has called us to build with him, whether it be business or ministry, we need these people. So we need to find people with the same heart, right? And maybe it's like Moses did. Maybe what that looks like is casting that net wide and creating the vision so clear that it's pulling in the right people, you know, whether that's posting on LinkedIn, job postings, or you're speaking at like a job fair or something like that, you know? So it's like getting really clear on the vision. So you're getting people with the same heart. That's so important because those people are going to stick with you in the long haul. And they're going to sow, right? And this is really important too, is that 
I think this is important for everyone, <laughs> but I, I'm especially when I was reading this, I was thinking about people um, who serve in church, right? Like, as we serve in church, um, or if you serve, or if someone's asking you to be a part of the vision that God has given them, right? Like, say um, you're not building with something yet, right? You don't have something you're building or a vision you have from the Lord yet, but. God has called your friend to build something and your friend tells you, Hey, I think like, I think you'd be really good for this position on my team. Or I think you'd be really good serving in the media team with my ministry. Or I think you'd be really good with X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And realizing that when we say yes to those things, one, we need to be prayerful in prayerful consideration, right? It's very important. But also too, it's like, okay, I do have a burning heart for this. You know, I do have that uh, yes from the Lord. Okay, this seems right. When you're considering these kind of things, when you're pouring into or sowing into someone's vision, whether that's financially, whether that's joining the team, whether that's giving time, what resources, whatever that looks like, right? I think these are things that it's really important to have this mindset. Be prayerful, have the same heart. And also that you're offering that what you're giving to your friend is to the Lord. Like if you truly believe this is a vision from God, this is an offering to the Lord. And I, there's a scripture, um, Proverbs 16, three, and it says, commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And that's in the NIV. And in the King James version, it says, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. So if you're committing, like, God, I commit this to you, like God's going to establish your thoughts and your plans. And there's another version um, in New Living Translation where he says, commit your actions to the Lord, your plans will succeed. So that's that sowing, whatever that is, you're sowing into and you're offering to the Lord as an offering. It's not that you're serving someone else. I think that's so important that we have that right heart and that mindset because we see this in churches, right, is that we have this temptation to want to serve the leaders and we get kind of caught up in that hierarchy and we forget that, oh no, I'm serving Jesus. I'm serving God. I'm serving the kingdom and getting our hearts and our minds focused on Jesus and what he's doing versus, oh, I want to show up and and, you know, support the leaders and I want to be accountable to them. And it turns into serving man versus serving God. So I just think those are just one of the things I wanted to highlight in the heart position of these people. And that's, I think, I think that's a good thing for a healthy thing for us to follow too, is realizing and committing, realizing we're serving God. And when we serve others in the vision God has for them and that they're, he's carrying out with them. And also that. Um, having that servant heart, right? Is that when we um, are offering something to God, we're we're serving, right? It's like showing up, you know, if someone asks you to do something or a job opportunity or something like that, it's that you show up with a servant heart. And if you if your heart isn't like, oh, I want to serve you, I want to pour into you because I want to see you succeed, that's probably not, you know, the right opportunity. Again, that's something to pray and ask the Lord about. And don't take that face value. Again, prayerful consideration. All the things I mentioned before, absolutely implement. But just having a servant heart when you are serving others is so important because that's the heart 
um, of the Lord. And there's a, a verse in Philippians 2, 3, 4. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. This goes both ways, uh, who we're serving and then also as business owners who we're hiring, as ministry leaders who we're bringing onto our team. Um, yes, we do have the needs of the church and or the ministry or the business that we are looking for the qualified person, but uh, is our mindset really set on, man, I want to give them an opportunity. I want to see their skills flourish. I want to see them, you know, be lifted in their calling what the Lord has for them. Or are we thinking, what can they give my business? How are they going to perform? Is it all performance based? Is it all about us? Is it all about um, what they can, what we can get out of them? That is not um, the right heart we want to operate in ever. I promise we're wrapping up. <laughs> There's just so much good stuff in here. Okay, so Exodus 3530. This is so good and very important. 3530. Then Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom and understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs, for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of artistic crafts. Cool, right? And then 34. And he has given both him and Aholiab, son of Ahisamech, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. He has filled them with skill to do all kinds of work as engravers, designers, embroiderers, in blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen, and weavers, all of them skilled workers and designers. And he goes on and on about all these, um, about the different uh, people and the type of work that they're going to do. So realizing that everyone comes with different gifts and really seeking the Lord on and discerning, okay, what is this, what is the Lord created them for? And then matching them with those right roles to carry out the vision. Because a lot of times what we do is we pick people for business or roles um, based on what we need and best we can just fill the role, right? And then if it's not a good fit, it's not serving the vision of God and it's also not serving the call in that person's life. Again, is this about us or is it about what the Lord is doing and is it about um, uplifting others? So I think that's just really important. And it's not that it's always gonna be a great fit. God may be using it and using that for that person or for you to learn, like whatever, you know? Um, but these are just things to consider and things to glean from, from Exodus. One more verse after this. Exodus 36, 4. So all the skilled workers who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left what they were doing and said to Moses, the people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done. Wow. So the reason I wanted to read that is that when God gives you a vision, he is going to provide more than enough than what you need. Um, I know a lot of times when people are stepping out into the business or into ministry or into something and they're not seeing the resources right away, they're seeing the finances right away, God literally shows us, I mean, this isn't the only verse, but we see from 36, Exodus 36, 5 is that God provided more than enough. And a few verses down, it says, Moses had to tell people to stop bringing stuff because they had too much. They had enough. 
And so God is a God of more than enough. And Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So if God calls you to do something, if he gives you the vision for it, the people for it, the resources for it, he's going to provide more than you need. And in the beginning, you may not see it, but you have to stand on the truth in the word of God that he supplies all your needs. Psalm 3410 says, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Yes, because we have all the good things in Christ. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up with Exodus 40. I feel like you guys have gotten lots <laughs> to go take to the Lord and dissect with him and just read these scriptures for yourself, guys. Read them for yourself and start asking questions to God. This is the whole exciting part. Get in his presence, get in worship, read the scriptures and start deep diving into these questions for your business, for your ministry, for what God has called you to do. Okay, Exodus 40. This is so important. Exodus 40:33. Then Moses set up the courtyard around the tabernacle and altar and put up the curtain at the entrance to the courtyard. And so Moses finished the work. Wow. So this is so important is that the vision God gave Moses, he completed. He saw it out to completion. You don't ever see him say, oh my gosh, this is taking too long. Oh my gosh, I don't have, you know, X, Y, and Z. Oh my gosh, Cheryl did this. Did you see the way she put up the curtains? You know what I mean? Like, did you see the way that she put those linens together? Like, he trusted God with the vision and he carried it out. That's all he did was obeyed, right? He didn't say, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to do it this way instead. He finished the work. Moses finished the work. And that's our calling. And even that, when we think about that, it's so powerful. It's like we see Jesus finish his work, right? What he was called on this earth to complete, he finished it on the cross. Look at the fruit of that. Forgiveness for all. Salvation for all who come to him. Come on. So how like how important is it that you finish the work God has given you? You carry out the vision God has given you to, to the T, to the way that he says. And he, because this is the thing, it's like God trusts you with it. He trusted you with it. He trusts just like he trusted Moses to carry out the vision. He gave you the vision because he knew you would carry it out. Not because you have all the resources, not because you have all the connections, not because you have all the funds, is because he knew that you would be the one to finish it, and he knew that you would trust him, and he knew that you would seek him in his presence, and he knew that you would go for his vision, and he knew the people he would provide, and he knew the resources he would pour into you, and he knew, he saw everything, he knew everything before it even happened. That needs to be where we build from, that confidence, confidence in Jesus, the confidence in who God says he is. So yeah, just pray, Lord, give us that confidence, renew our confidence in who you are. Renew our confidence in your call in our lives, God.
And we just repent from the times we doubted or we stepped back out of the light, Lord. Or we turned away where we ran out of fear. We, we just repent from the doubting, the doubting, the doubting, the doubting God. We repent, Lord. We repent, Jesus. Yes, God. And we just say, come have your way, Jesus. Come have your way in our business. Come have your way in our lives. Come have your way in our ministries. Come have your way. Give us your vision. Help us trust in the way you want us to go. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I really hope this episode blessed you today and you have lots of takeaways to take before the Lord and let him guide you in a vision and plan for your business and ministry. Before you go, I want to invite you to sow and become a support sister. I'm a firm believer in that you grow where you sow. So if you want to do a podcast or do women's ministry or do you even do a ministry at all? The Lord can take what you sow and multiply it. He is a God of multiplication. And so, as I said in this podcast, if you feel moved on your heart to give, I want to invite you to do that. And the links are below in this episode, or you can check us out on Instagram and get it there. I can't wait to see you next week, sister, for another episode of the Building with God series. Have a great day.